Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and the man, Chalu, Alex Dandino. <laughs> Before today's wonderful episode, a little business, everyone, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. If you could be so kind, find the generosity in your new you, new you heart. Uh, new year, new you heart. Please go support the show over on patreon.com slash Pod. Tons of episodes over there that are exclusives. We got mini series, commentaries. You can even help pick the episodes. We work really hard to make that awesome for you. Yep. And if you become a patron, we're easy to get a hold of. Uh, so you can tell us how to make it even better. We would love for you to be part of our community. We would love for you to support the show. It's a buck to just join. It's cool. Just to join, man. Three bucks gets you into the like massive extra episode library. Yeah, but a buck gets you on the Discord. And we do appreciate it. We have a it. lot of fun we on do. the Discord. We have a lot of good friends over there. So if you could be so kind in this new year, help us grow this beast this year. That's what we're working on. Patreon.com slash Pod. The YouTube Film Alchemist, the email filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials, even TikTok now, so find us Ooh. over there. Make sure you're leaving five-star ratings and reviews anywhere and everywhere you listen to the pod. Help us crack these algorithms. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And make mm -hmm. sure you go to MisfitParade.net. That's right, like hackers use .net. Oh, they have Misfit cool stuff. .net, so you can see uh, some of the stuff that we're creating. Some short films now, hopefully working up to even cooler stuff this year. Uh, we appreciate it. All right. Yeah. I feel like filmmaking's Dewey Finn. I'm still giving it my all, but to less and less results as my body gets fatter and fatter. Um, so I feel it. Right. So today well, we're talking you're, about you're a teacher. Doing, so it's even better. Oh, my God. Right? Can you fucking <laughs> believe that? I feel like there are people in the show who've been listening for a long time that have no idea what I do for a job. And they're going to go, wait, what? I know. <laughs> Based on many conversations we've had. Um, I don't know that we need to put that out for the whole universe. Let's keep that on the old DL, shall we? <laughs> you bunch of Cut Sarah that. Silverman's out there. <laughs> cha -cha 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 -cha. That's right. I need to make a livelihood. No, that's uh, neither here nor there. We're talking about New Year's resolutions. This is uh, one that I really love, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I chose School of Rock. It's a job about, or it's a movie about finding your place at that point in your life where I think a lot of us find ourselves. Like now. You're getting old. You got dreams. Yep. People in your life are giving uh, giving up the pursuit. They're going other ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're desperate to keep going at what cost, at what expense. Yeah. Right. How far are you willing to go? Are you willing to do uh, possibly illegal things to get there? And then learning, you know, sometimes when you take a different path, man, maybe there's something better on the other side. I to me, this is about as fucking flawless a movie as I've ever seen. It's kind of this perfect blend of Mike White's amazing script, mm -hmm. just written specifically for Jack Black. As you can tell, the perfect actor for the role. Watching him as like this Pied Piper amongst these fucking children is hilarious. Um, his manifesto on the arts and being creative, right? Um, and then Richard Linklater is kind of a weird director for this, but he brings it together perfect so beautifully. For this. It it's I, weird because it does feel like a a movie that well obviously he does great at mm -hmm. but it's just not a movie that had i picked it off a shelf and not known it was link later that i would have associated with him 
But I think he brings this kind of really deft human touch to all the characters. I think characters. that is his, that is Richard Linklater's secret weapon when he gets hired for these kinds of movies. Because like this one, even the Bad News Bears remake wasn't that terrible. That is a fucking bizarre one in his entry. It's a bizarre thing that yeah. it's in his oeuvre, but it's also, it also makes sense. Like Again, I don't think he's... Again, I think the human the humanity of it is probably the thing that makes it so good, and that's why School of Rock is so uniquely awesome in a lot of ways. It's just so like I just watched it, and I was kind of I've been struggling with this New Year's Eve. I'm hitting like these kind of milestones of age. Mm-hmm. My sons are getting older. My son's birthday's right here, so it's like I've been hitting these weird like, damn dude, am I running out of time? Like me and my friends are pushing hard, right? Yeah. We're pushing hard on this with the filmmaking, everything, right? Writing, like, it's like an all-out attack. And I was just like, I'm old. I'm fucking tired, dude. I don't know if I have it left. We haven't gotten anywhere, but we just refuse to give up. Yeah, and there okay. is this this thing in the movie where I was like, I so fucking sympathize with him. But I also completely understand Mike White when he's like, I'm not a succubus sex god anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like. I'm you know, I'm stiff. a teacher, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> like, it makes like, perfect sense. I, I, I think uh, I'm not this incubus sex god from maggot death anymore. Well, like we were talking, I'm a middle aged white guy. <laughs> I was talking with someone recently about I can't remember what movie was, we were watching, but I was just like, all of us are sort of this. We're all this character. We're all these characters in this movie. We're like one of our, I can't, I can't remember what movie it was now. Definitely wasn't Jesse James. I'll say that. Um, School of Rock. School of Rock. All of us are the adults. At some point in our lives. Damn, see, my co-host is getting so old, he can't even remember what movies we're talking about. No, I... No, forget (laughs) it. You're not even listening. That You're deaf. That's that's how old you are. Now we're fighting like old couple. (laughs) No, I I think that all of us are Dewey. All of us are Mike White. All of us are even Sarah Silverman sometimes. Like, just pay the fucking rent. Like, come on, we got to get this done. Like, those kinds of things. Like, we all don't want to be Sarah Silverman's character a lot of the time. We Definitely all, not. No, but like we all have to slip into that because that's just part of life. Like it's there's the reality of life. There's the wanting what we want. And again, it's harder when you're in part of when you're part of creative businesses and sort of creative pursuits. As you get older, it is harder to reconcile those two things. It's like, you know, we were talking about this at the end of the year with the pod. Like I love we love doing this show. It's so much fun. And it's the same thing where it's like. Are we just being childish at this point? Should we put childish things away? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, are we giving up too much time to do this? Well, it's what I love about this movie is this movie is kind of, in a way, it's the anti-office space. Yeah. Right? Because office space is about an entitled rich white guy who just bitches because he doesn't get to be more entitled and rich. Yeah. Right? Like, he's not rich. He's living in a one bedroom. He's not, like, crushing life. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's better off than Dewey. For a computer analyst in Dallas, he's fine. Right. He wants to be idle rich and just fucking fish and do nothing, right? Dewey wants to rock. As Dewey says, he's like, I'm providing a service with my fucking rocking to the masses, right? Mm -hmm. So that when the fucking, uh, you know, dudes from office space of the world get off and they go to a bar, they can fucking see someone still fucking fighting the good fight. And they're like, yeah, I can make it another day. Yeah. So he's trying to provide a service to the world with his art and his rock, right? It's not going well as we see. I love that opening, dude. Is Jack Black is just ripping. He's like the like only thirty people. They're like, this band sucks. Let's leave. The stage died that no one catched him. But yeah. he like he still believes in the because me- this this movie has a thesis, right? The thesis of the movie is one great rock show can change the world. Yeah, and to me, that's what separates this movie from other kind of movies we talked about like office space right 
what separates this movie is that they think they can change the world through something they love rather yeah. than just bitching and complaining. I love watching Jack Black meet these kids where they are. Yeah. I like watching Jack Black try to pass on. You could say that he's a little gatekeeper-y, right? Like we've kind of, but as like, the internet has raged. Every single, that's music though. Music is like, that's yeah. how it is. But like he likes all music. He's just gatekeeping about rock and roll. It's hard to say. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It's okay to be a little gatekeeper. He is, right? Like, he's not anyone always. who's going to listen to ACDC <laughs> and Yes clearly isn't a total gatekeeper. You know, like those are two right. very different bands. <laughs> well, I'm just saying there's a little bit like as they're saying who they like. They're like Christina Aguilera is like, what? Yuck, gross. Yeah, what do they teach at this school? Right? <laughs> rock appreciation and awesome theory. School of Rock was just, it, but the movie was him being just some gatekeeping prog rock guy. Like, Sorry, if you don't listen to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, we are done. I am out of this school. Just, like, absolutely berating these children for not knowing, like, 12-8 time signature. Like, oh, man, that is, that would be, that would have been my, <laughs> that, would, that would have been quite the film. Well, it, again, it's just, it's kind of this thing where Dewey is like, I want to share with you the passion for what I'm doing, and I need you to like exactly what I like. Sure. So there is a part of Dewey that's kind of, but again, this is part of his learning journey, right? Mm -hmm. Is he's kind of stunted, stuck on the path, right? Yeah. The thing, if this movie does something exceptionally well, which you could say what they really do is they just know exactly where to aim Jack Black and where to use his powers to their their best uh, eventualities, right? The superpower of School of Rock is watching Jack Black meet these kids where they are. Mm Because, again, he is kind of this stuck-in-time Peter Pan kind of character, right? But not in the bad way. What he is is a guy who still hasn't, like, hardened and given up. Yeah, he's he's not meeting these kids like like his dad who's like, no fucking electric guitar. What he does is he sees, because the scene of the movie, well, there's, like, four of them, and they're all the same scene. I love when Lawrence is like, I can't be in the band. I'm not cool. And he's like, you are cool, man. Your music, what you do on the keyboards makes you cool, man. Like, stick with it. I love when Zach's dad is giving him the business and he does the step off. I fucking cry watching that scene. I love it so much. The one that really gets you every time is when um, Tamika comes up and she's like, I'm scared, right? They're going to say I'm overweight. And he goes, what? And he, he does this whole thing. And he's like, you know who else is chubby? Me. There is a a beauty to watching him meet these kids at times when they're really worried. They're really yeah. scared and upset about who they are, what they are versus what their parents want them. And he meets them. And weirdly, his rock and roll training has fucking made him the perfect vessel Absolutely. to say, hey, that's, man, but what I mean, it's OK to tell your parents and teachers yeah. that's not the way you're going and watching him meet them and through his own kind of like. Through his wrong paths, he has become the perfect vessel to tell them. It's like when you're, hey, you're okay. When you're in a band when you're young, like you and I were both Mm -hmm. in bands when we were young. Like when you're in a band when you're young, that's like the ultimate kind of, it's this weird form. Like my parents were pretty cool about it, but it is this like weird form of rebellion. It's like, oh, I'm going to go out and play music and rock clubs and stuff like that where like possibly dangerous things could happen. Generally not. Like unless you're playing with, you know certain bands it doesn't really matter though like you're always there's always that element of danger because it's music but you're putting yourself out there in front of people like you are performing that's that's some that's rock and roll shit man like that's mm. that was what makes you feel that was what makes you feel alive 
And I think like that form of, you said it best, like that form of sort of living is that it's not stunted growth. Like it's not this arrested development. It is just development on a different path. So, but like you get to the point where you can talk to kids on their level. And I agree. It's, this is beautifully emotional thing for a guy, a grown man to be like, Hey, it's okay. We're all doing this together. It, what's magic about it is it does the movie does this amazing thing where you forget the absurd felony technically that he's committing for most of the movie because he's doing such a <laughs> wonderful thing with these kids. Like, I, yeah, that is like the coolest thing about the movie. So when the real world comes in and does the logical things like, bro, you are going to go to jail for sure for basically kidnapping children. You're like, there, no, he's doing the right thing for these kids. It's amazing no, there, what he's doing. There is a, <laughs> the one you have to give for this movie is that they even get to play the show at the end. Oh yeah. Cause he's not running out of there. He's not hot footing out of school after he's like, I'm pretty sure I took no, the encore, man. <laughs> no, yeah. He's getting his fucking ass whipped and fucking arrested. Right. Like there was a cop in the room. We yeah. saw that. And he's just hot footing it out, and Ned's not like, yeah, he lives at my address. Let's go fucking arrest him. <laughs> uh, Sarah Silverman's not like, here, I'll yeah, carry. Yeah, Sarah the Silverman wants unit. to like throw the book at him, him, and then all of a sudden she's like, eh, I'll break up with yeah, you. Yeah, that part is fucking absurd. You have to give it. to Of them, course, right? but that's the give. Yeah, well, it is. It's because it, again, we're on this journey where, well, like let's let's not fucking overlook probably the w weirdest fucking thing in this like really heartwarming fucking journey right is when he assigns multiple young women in the class to be groupies not great <laughs> not, not great. great and we they do kind of call it but out when summer's it, like great. groupies they're sluts and he goes no and it's like yeah what why would you fucking so dewey's not <laughs> he's not like this fucking uh you know the magic man as they say all the time it's like there's some definite fucking red flags being raised but yeah. what it is is again, it's Peter Pan if Peter Pan stopped and listened to Wendy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, there is benefit to growing up. Like, sometimes playtime is over, and there yeah. are good things about growing and maturing. Because we see these moments where, because he starts off and he has that fucking amazing song, uh, right? The Legend of the Rent. <laughs> it's way hardcore, right? And it's so fucking funny. Because it reminds smoke, me. Smoke over my shoes. We'll talk about yeah, this. It's exactly how. I just imagine Jack Black all the time. And yeah. that must be a curse of him is everyone wants him to be this guy. There was a man who knew the road. And you're like, he's just doing this performance. Right. And he right. goes into his whole thing. And you're like, what a dog shit song. Well, this is like, <laughs> the it cool reminds me of that SNL skit he did. The, that are you tired of that boring old birthday song? It's so convoluted and hard to remember. Yeah. And he does this amazing fucking riff where they do this new birthday song and it is one of the funniest sketches of snl of my entire lifetime and again it's exactly this it's this kind of fantasy prog rock iron yeah, maiden bullshit. he's very this is the jack black jack black's just a, we don't talk enough about this and i think he's just he's such a stellar actor and just because he's just found his pocket and does comedy like also he was an alt comic for a long time with tenacious d like he has the Mr. Show, yeah. Amazing range. Like he's an incredible actor. And I think like School of Rock solidified him as like, oh, this is the guy you cause that's why I mean that's why 
what the fucking internet was on fire with him doing peaches from Super Mario Brothers. This is amazing because it's just it's the same it's thing. Like funny. he it's can fucking funny. do this thing where it's like, oh, he thinks this is good, and it's not a good song. I agree, but. It's because he's performing it, it becomes sort of good because he's Jack Black. He's a great performer. Like, it is right. a superpower. Legitimately. In the world of the movie, right, the song sucks. But we like it because it's Jack Black. So it's funny for us. But yeah. what we do is we watch these kids not know better. And so they're running with them. Right. So the course of the movie, we forget that what they're really working on is this fucking dog shit song. Coming with the Hawaii Five-O. You know that show? Right? Yeah. And so there's a world where he kidnaps these children to play one of the fucking worst songs ever. It blows up in his face, and he's going to, like, hardcore like, jail for a long that's... time. But the scene, I'll tell you honestly, like, rewatching it today, because the Tamika scene is still, like, the one I always remember. Mm-hmm. The scene today that really fucking got under my skin and meant a lot to me, right, was the scene when he's sitting there and Zach is playing a song. He's like, hey, man. He's like, what are you playing? He's like, I wrote something. He's like, well, fucking play. And he goes, you want to learn my song? And he goes, yeah. Why? Because that's what bands do. We learn each other's songs. And there's a moment. And again, it's so funny. And this is maybe like a really smart link later decision. Because there's a moment where he starts, you know, walking them through he's like hey try this and they're playing the song and uh zach is doing the lyrics right and he's like i'm not much of a singer yeah. and he's like all right let's just hear it and he starts singing the song that is inspired by dewey and there is this wonderful shot where dewey steps out of the frame and we see him alone away from the students mm-hmm. taking in the fucking class band playing yeah. right this thing that he is unleashed right this band and they're a full band in the moment. And it is brief. We watch this smile, this realization on his face that he's given these kids enough to where now they are writing a song, sticking it to their man, right? Mm-hmm. The the dad, the school, the principal. The problem is that it lasts really short, and then Jack Black jumps back in with the solo. He's like, I'm going to solo there. I hope you don't mind. And so it's like Dewey's not a perfect vessel where it's like he's learned the lesson. Because in a, in a movie where he's a, a better – emissary he fucking doesn't jump back in yeah right he refuses the solo but i love that moment of him just taking in these young people that are way like that's where he was so i think long that's ago. i mean to me that is the most important moment of the entire movie i know that like there's a lot of great bits there's nothing more important to me in this in this movie than that kid because i was that kid having to like own up to your friends and say hey i wrote something that i kind of like and you're like gonna talk about it with people. Scares the sh- it scared the shit out of me the first time I did it. it. Scares the shit out of anybody. Like it's same thing with whenever you're sharing your creative endeavor with someone that you want to like it. It's the same thing. You're like, how do I approach this? What if they hate it? What if they know? Like it is. There's like nothing is more important than that moment in this movie because that's how the school of rock is created. It's all of us together creating this music, and not only that, like. One person, like this kid in this class, the quiet one who can play a classical guitar, is willing to be vulnerable in front of all of us. So all of us have the courage now to be the person we want to be. Like it's such a, it's such a beautiful message that isn't like bashed over your head. It's just a moment. And again, you're right. That's this is why yeah. Linklater is the director for this. Well, he's also the one adult in their lives that has no real expectations right. of them, there's right? no he is expecting of, them there's no wall for the kids band. to climb over yeah 
yeah, you have to do this project rock band. Yeah. But as long as you're participating, that's it. Like, just show up and be there. And I do think there's a good lesson in that, too. Like, I even try to tell my own kids. I'm like, you can't just be a person that just like, oh, I'll just do whatever the fuck I want and be an asshole and things are going to work out. Right. You have to show up. Yeah. Right. I know a lot of my creative friends. That's what we say. Right. It's like even when you're not writing well, you're in a screenwriting slump or whatever. Right. You still sit in the chair so the muse knows where to find you. Yeah. Right. You still have to put in office hours. Um. And so that's all he's saying. He's like, just show up and just fucking love rock. Right. And on this broader scale, it's not just a a love rock. Right. It's a it's a love expressing yourself. Yeah. It's a love shouting out into the world that doesn't want to hear us. Well, it's about. And there is a there is a real like beauty that they catch more often than not in this movie with that. I think that's the thing like music does. Like music is about music's about the willingness to like. There's a level of narcissism to it when it comes to performing, but like music, creating music is the willingness to like love yourself enough to let other people love what you're doing. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like it's a complicated way to say it, but the love that you have for your music, the things that you're creating have to ooze out of you. Just like anything creative you're willing to do. And I think teaching kids at a young age, like it's okay if you feel a little different, if you feel like this is more your thing, it's okay to feel that way. Like it's okay to not either meet or change your parents' expectations. Like I think being a parent now, that's the hardest thing is like, you know, when I look at he's four and a half, like I look at my kid and I'm like, behave. I'm like, he's not really misbehaving. He's just not behaving the way I want him to behave at this moment. Like he's just being four. He's being himself. He's learning. Like that's the beauty of the whole thing. And that's that musical life. That's so wonderful. Well, the, (laughs) the science fiction of the movie is that if you just let kids be completely free, that they'll turn into an awesome band. Because uh, <laughs> there is a part of like parenthood and you know working with kids where you see this constant crushing conform, conform, sure. conform, be in the system. Oh, you're a little hyperactive. Now you have timeouts. You're away from the group. You have to do this. You're different. Oh, they've been a little out of control for four days. Why are they acting up? Well, you're sitting them outside of the fucking circle, right? right? They feel different. So now they're lashing out to get attention. And there is this, you know, there's no easy way on how to do any of this. But what we do is when we see Zach's dad, Zach, who seems like this pretty well-functioning, nice, quiet kid, laying into him and giving him the business. And when he just turns around, he's like, don't turn your back. We see that and we immediately bristle. So even those of us that want to be like strict or stern parents, you see that and you're like, well, fuck that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so that's the this movie plays in this fun part where because our our vessel for the movie is almost as child as he is adult. We really do get to kind of fucking attack both ways, Mm -hmm. which I think is pretty fun. Right. Like like, for example, probably that the unsung hero of the movie is definitely Joan Cusack. You could probably say that about every fucking movie she's in. This is like a truly incredible performance buried in the... She's always, in every movie she's in, she is the sixth man off the bench. I've never seen a movie where I'm like, shit, dude. It's caught in this fucking tidal wave of what Jack Black is doing. Mm -hmm. But if you just isolate this performance, she is so fucking on top of it. It's incredible. That fucking scene when they're at the bar. Oh, my God. And he starts the Stevie Nicks. She's amazing. 
It's wonderful. She's so fucking funny. I am a bitch. A big that, one. <laughs> honestly, for me, it's just the way she sips the beer. I'm like, I know that she's just being a person, but however Joan Cusack sips the beer is like, I'm like, something about that is so fucking monumentally funny to me. Like, I laugh every time she's and then well, like everything about it because she's like oh i've never even awesome been to this side of town right like she's yeah. just she's so out of place and watching her try to kind of human i mean everything really about funny. like the one that she the one that i think is again it's the end of the at the end when you're like wait so you're not mad she's i'm furious i'm like that is the performance her telling that when all the parents are screaming at her and she's trying to get control yeah and then she just comes in and she goes all your kids are missing. <laughs> that that so is amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, she's just, she's unbelievable. But again, because she's actually, most of the characters in the movie are pretty stuck where they are. Yeah. She is essentially the one character. Like, Mike White goes to the show. Mm -hmm. That's not much of an arc. She's the one character where we also really get to spend some time with an adult. Who kind of shut it all down, yeah. right? She's like, I didn't want to be this. She's the only one we saw, like, be this fucking. Yeah, I don't want to be this person that I am. But the constant pressure. These rich fucking parents are on me. I can't make a mistake. So she was just a person out in the world doing good. Yeah. Doing good until she found herself at such a place where she's like, oh, now I can't fuck up. Now I'm really locked into this place. So that moment when she's in the car spilling it to Jack Black, it's kind of funny because we're watching this, like, stuck-up lady uh, kind of unravel and we're watching Jack Black like Jesus Christ I don't want to hear any of this like placating <laughs> yeah. but honestly that's probably the most relatable fucking moment in the entire film well, that's she's again like every character every adult character in this movie is all of us at a certain point in our day she is the she's all of us when we're trying to tell our kids like no you can't have cookies it's like I want to go eat cookies fuck that like there's like all these yeah. We it's all like, thought we'd be the dad that's like, it's nonstop fucking cookies and what it's like when we were young and we read where the wild things are. Yeah. And we're like, we want to go there. And then as an adult, you're like, oh, that's like a, a parable about how that's bad. Yeah. Oh, like it, okay. it's again, it's well, yeah, you're right. Like all these yeah. things that we like, she is that person who became all of us, which is like, OK, I, I've read that story. I know that I know the actual lesson. My kid enjoys it, but, like, I know that I can't give him 15 cookies and, you know, expect him to behave and be cool. And, like, I, I – there's just something so real about how she – she's not trapped, but she's just a person. She is the real person. She is the realest person in the movie because, you know, Jack Black's wonderful, of course, but he is a caricature of this person we all wish we were. Like, yeah. Joan Cusack – the headmaster yes. is the only person who is actually a real person in the movie that exists in the real world. Because you know that person's out there. Right. Well, this because that's the thing. Jack Black is... We all have friends who are like, oh, that's me. And it's like, no, it's not. No, if it's, it's not. you, I wouldn't be friends with you. Well, it's, yeah. Also, if it's you, that's not like think a, about fuck that. yeah, brother. Yeah. That's like a... Hey, if that's you, brother. <laughs> Self-assessment. This new year, yeah. new me is you. Like, you know, yeah. fix it. Hey, it's Tuesday. Let's go fucking rip shots and not go to work tomorrow. It's like, guys, we're 40. Yeah. We're 40, bro. So, yeah. Uh, Joan Cusack, though, is the just like, hey, man, if I just keep adulting, it's going to be cool and pay off. And you're just like, well, that was a shit deal. 
she is the one that is relatable and helps me fucking access this movie big time. <laughs> I, Her and Lawrence are the two most relatable characters in the movie. Again, and I think <laughs> I think Mike White is just I mean, like I've never read I've never watched a Mike White thing that I haven't thought was just phenomenal. Like I think he's an amazing writer. Like nobody So this is the synthesis of his writing and Linklater's storytelling kind of prowess. Mm-hmm. They're so perfectly parallel, and it's weird that, like, it's just not a pairing that I would have thought of. I don't think. But I mean, that's what they're both so amazing at is those kind of, it's not even idiosyncrasies, but it's it's the nuance of how we bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. And they're both really fucking good at that. I just think, I think Mike White is such a, I think we're going to get to the, <laughs> we're going to get to, like, towards the end of his career when he's not just destroyed television with stuff like the white lotus and being awesome i was gonna say he's having a moment now like we're gonna get to like a retrospective on mike white's career and we're all gonna be like oh wow mike white's like pretty much in like the most important person for like modern television like he's an amazing writer and he's done so and it, like not only that he's also one of those guys who's done so much punch-up work and so much ghost writing that we'll also get to the end of like wow i did not know mike white was, in tr- was responsible for that like he is an incredible artist so when you get to see something like this, and not only that, then you see it refracted through the lens of Richard Linklater, who is like one of those directors who's like, do whatever you got to do. We'll see what happens. Like he is one of those like step away from the camera and let your guy do your let them let the let the actors do their work. And we've seen it so many times. It's it's pretty it's just amazing. Like when you see the script breathe like that through a Linklater movie, like that's. That's unbelievable, man. That is just some like yeah, they that's really next found level a work. Really, kind of perfect synthesis, yeah. with each other, and it is. And and as we start barreling towards this, this ending again, the other one you kind of have to give is when they they abduct the bus and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go pick up, you know, uh, Mister Schneebly or whatever." Yeah, wow, it's Schneebly. No, Schneebly. <laughs> when the bus driver's just like cool, right, and then. When those kids are in his apartment, there is like a weirdness. You're like, well, I don't like any of this. Yeah. And he comes in. He he does the apology, right? We should play Zach's song. It is kind of heartwarming, man. I will say every time I watch them hit the stage at the end. Tears. I do just fucking love it. Right. Oh, yeah. And there is a like, all right, maybe that's why he's not in jail. Because it is. And it's it's so. <laughs> and then you think, oh, wait, no, he's totally going to go to things. jail. And it, it almost doesn't work. And I think it is just the fucking magnetism of Jack Black that makes it work. Because what they're telling us specifically is that he had to learn, I'm not the fucking guy. I'm not Neil Pert. I'm not Pete Townsend. Yeah. I'm not fucking Mick Jagger. I'm not Robert Plant. I'm pretty good, but that ship has come. What I'm here to do is make sure these kids play one yeah. great rock show that will, because it's the thing, it's the thesis of the movie. One great rock show will change the world. Not the whole world, but it will change all of their world. So yeah. he's delivering on that promise for them. He is to be an emissary of that, where it kind of fucking falls flat, is that we still see him, we we book in the stage dive and the soloing. And we're like, oh, what he's doing is still cool, as long as he's surrounded by kids. Well, and it's like... I, we could have it's probably not even taken the, that I mean, out. The bit is, the bit for me is that when he's like, "All right, 
let's play Zach's song. Like it's a better song, and yeah. you know, and I agree. Like this is We're gonna like play a play your song, but I'm still gonna like have. Well, that we always knew he was gonna solo. Like, <laughs> and that's also a joyful moment because it's like a solo that isn't surrounded by like three hot dudes on stage who are like, oh god, this guy's gonna solo again. Like it's people who actually want to party with him a little bit, which is cool. I'm hot silk. But like, no, that, I want Jack Black and Spider to form a bit. No, but what that's I'm a really is, important moment, and especially going into that, like admitting that the song is better. That's a huge growth moment because, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is the guy who's supposed to be the rock professor, and you know, I, it's this real Mayor of McDougal Street moment where you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, this is this is the guy who helps the other people realize that hey, I can do this. And this is what I, if it were not for these three at the core of it, Jack Black and Mike White and Linklater, I would have said the mistake of the movie is that it should be Zach doing that solo. Sure. Right? It should be Tamika singing the whole song. Sure. It should be Tamika stage diving, right? People lifting her up, right? Yeah. Like, it's all I, right there. I think. And the fact that Jack Black does, because again, I think another part of the movie is I think because, again, it's about the nuances. For Jack Black to have a complete 180 and just be like, now I'm a perfectly fixed teacher of children, that's hard to buy. And again, you can say, and and we always do this pod. Let me say this if you're new here. I know what you're going to say. You don't pay Jack Black to not sing the song at the end. I know, fuckface. We're talking about how you build a story in the world. Right. I fucking get it on I a behind the scenes level. But I, there is it's like those two moments were tailor made for other students. And they do put those in there. They yeah, do. Put I was going to say they, there. they do they have Lawrence. the moments. They do. But it does feel like something where he's not learning all the because le- that's the thing. He I, still has to be I'm him. Stop if, he, that's if he changes. Not, that's not what's happening, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't think he's I mean, not, that's literally what's on the screen. It's that. not. That's not what's happening. It's not that he, he hasn't stage learned. stage dive in solo? That's not what I said. <laughs> He's not not learning. Like, that's, it's not a lesson. Like, the lesson to learn is not to kidnap children. Won't yeah, learn that lesson like, either. We'll play your song if you don't fucking send me away for he five. To also, 15. will not learn that lesson because he won't have his char- the charges pressed. Like, none of the kids are going to, none of the parents are pressing charges, apparently. So, it's one of those things, like. You know who presses charges? It's like, wait, did you say my kid was a groupie <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say if you yeah, want to really talk five, about charges there pressed, are five it's... parents whose kids are in the band and they're like this is the greatest day off of work it started off bad but now i'm watching my kids perform and then the one guy's like what my kid's the third laser powerpoint kid and she's like wait my kid's the groupie no, no, no. Let, the, they're pressing charges still the people who are pressing charges are the kid uh bobby bacala's dad bobby bacala jr's dad who's the the security <laughs> yeah hey can you be security <laughs> it's like what no if your kid's security if your kid's not the one kid on powerpoint like there's six people band manager maybe there's six parents. Well, summer that aren't is suing. summer's its own. Summer is her own thing. Everyone else is suing like, unless they're summer, like, hey. <laughs> summer basically figured like iCarly figures out the flim flam pretty quickly, and she's like, hey, I'm not. It is so funny because she is doing the most overacting of a kid actor ever in this movie. Completely charming. I don't know what else to say. I find her. She. I will say wonderful. this. It's okay for the character she plays because she's a tryhard character. 
It's a bad performance. She sucks in this movie. Bad. I don't think so. Like, she fucking sucks bad. I would movie. say that if she was a 30-year-old, but she's, like, she's 12. She's a kid actor who's she's trying too actor. hard, and she's the brown noser. Yeah. The brown noser it's character. It's a miracle brown noser that character she went on is to have a to, I t- That's a very specific thing. I'm not sure I could say a brown noser character sucks, because they, character by nature, the way it's written sucks. It's not even that. It's the acting itself. Anyways. It's fine. I, I do it's not incredible think... that she went on to be this like iconic kid actor. Really? It's incredible that she went on to be iconic on Nickelodeon? Okay. There's a lot <laughs> of people on. on Nickelodeon that aren't iconic. Yeah, but there's a lot of people on, on Nickelodeon who also overact, so there you go. It's not, not some shocking revelation to me. Um, I don't think that Jack Black... I don't think him soloing, though, and stage diving necessarily... I don't... Because if you did that, okay, if it was the other kids, because Zach still gets a guitar solo, and it's way better than Jack Black's solo, by the way. But if you if you still if you have the other kids do that, you have to do this shot of Jack Black like looking on wistfully. That's not a Jack Black. That's thing. the fucking movie. No, I don't. Dis- I disagree. That's not that's a the movie. That's not a Jack Black thing for Dewey. Like that's not the character for one. There's a lot of self reflection in this movie. He's not going to do that in the middle of a performance. That's just not that. That's not how that's going to happen. If he was backstage, like if they had done a thing where he like broke his leg and he had to like watch it happen from backstage, then sure, I'll give you that. Him what being I'm an active is, participant in the band prohibits him from being that way. It would have been a better moment at the end for the music to kind of fade out and watch him watch the band, watch the people react to them. Because, again, the lesson of the movie, he even says it, those who can't do teach. And he has to learn that that's okay. He has to confront, does he really love rock? Or does he love being a star? And what he learns by the end is that he loves rock. And if what it takes for him to help spread rock is to just teach the love of it to this generation that doesn't have rock, then that's okay. And that's fine. I do think it's a big miss at the end that there should be a moment where he, cause they do that moment earlier in the film for like three seconds. And it's a nice moment. Right. I think having a longer moment where he actually takes in the value of what he created. Right. I think is just better than him stage diving. It's just an inherently better and more effective moment in the movie. Nah, <laughs> sorry. I I get what you're saying. It's just a different movie. Like for me, that's not what it's the a better movie. Is. No, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, it's just it's a, just a different movie. It's not the spirit. I don't think it's necessarily what I would want out of this. So that's all. Not a bad idea. It's just a different movie, and it's also like not really congruent with what we know about Dewey at this point. Like his self reflection is so mild when it comes down to like. The best we get is, well, you know what? Actually, we should write we should, your, your songs better. It's like, wow, that's a big moment. That's a big step for a guy who literally opened the movie over soloing in a shitty nightclub band and then stage diving to no one. It's good mm-hmm. for him. And like, that's one of those things where what you're talking about is like a full 360 of understanding. This is a guy who's not who's it's maybe going to make a 180 at best. It's just saying when his other band kicked him out, they said it's the 20 minute solos. It's the fucking stage dives. 
What they're really saying is it's the fucking narcissism and the stupidity. Right. So you get I don't think you it's get a, a narcissism payoff with him acknowledging we can just not do those two things. You get a narcissism payoff with him acknowledging that he didn't write the best song, which is big and much more important than not stage stage diving and not soloing because he still solos. It's not 20 minutes, though. It perfectly fits in the music. It's just not as good a solo as Zach's, mind you. Yeah. They missed a big moment, but it's fine because again, not. and it only it's works a different because moment it's for Jack a different Black. movie. It only works because it's Jack Black. It if is... it was anyone else than Jack Black, well, no one can do that part besides Jack Black. There's right. no other actor for that part. Period. Right. There's we no want to watch Jack Black, but for a moment as an audience, we forget the lesson of the movie. And it's I... fine because then we cut to them in a fucking studio having a blast. Yeah. And we watch the kids just watching him and laughing and having fun with them. And it's great. That's where we want to see at the end is that he has found a way that rock can fulfill him. Right. He finds that he truly does just love rock yeah. more than this kind of hollow well, version of who Dewey was going to be. It's because, yeah, you see the version of Dewey that he wants is the people who win the fucking dudes he was in a band with. And, you know, the dude from, um, you know, D2, the Mighty Ducks, who wears that weird <laughs> leather knot jacket, just the arm sleeves. Yeah. I don't know what that spider. Yeah. It's pretty Those cool. guys win. That's the version. He's really he into Joan Cusack. Yeah. That's the Special version he thinks. The that's the version that he thinks he wants. The version <laughs> that he deserves and the version that people who, as the movie points out, who truly love music want is the encore. The true heroes of the movie. That's yeah. like that real steel shit where you're like, oh, I didn't win, but I have the people who the people who really value me and value what I'm doing see what I'm trying to put out there. That's the win. Right. Right. Rather than what you're yeah. talking about, which is a more aggressive way to ex explain the ending. Mm. Well, that's it for School of Rock. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did, man. It, it was really fun to rewatch it. It's kind so of a perfect good. time in life to re. It's just fucking awesome and charming and warm, and all the character actors are fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Jack Black is a tour de force. It's yep. just a fucking great movie, man. It's a love letter to just spreading good things in the world. Just don't let your music. passion harden you and make you angry. Use your passion to fucking plant seeds and inspire Nobody gets more passion. everything they asked for in life. But yeah, as Conan O'Brien no said, if you work hard and you're nice, amazing things will happen. That's right. I hope you guys are having a great New Year. Thank you for staying with us. We have one more uh, New Year's episode, New Year's resolution episode. What Lots a, of fun what stuff. What a total to opposite, by the way, for the next yeah. episode. <laughs> what a total opposite. We have uh, one more resolution movie uh go to patreon.com slash pod to support the show to hear more episodes if you're missing out on those uh the the youtube is film alchemist the email film alchemist pod at gmail.com we're on all the social medias make sure you're leaving five star ratings and reviews check out misfitparade.net more than anything Please. thanks for your time we love you i'm josh griffey i am alex dandino We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.